I don't think there's two things in the world that uh, don't go together more than Game 7 and the Toronto Maple Leafs. We here at the Expansion Buddies really admire a man's haircut. There's two things we love here at the Expansion Buddies. We love our sports, but we love our Kyles even more. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast. Today, you're joining Jared and I, Justin, co-host of the Expansion Buddy podcast, together in warm Bozeman, Montana. That's right. Uh, Justin and I are together filming an episode for the first time since episode one, all the way back when we started at this yeah. very table. About a year ago at this point, honestly. Yeah, we were about 11 months out from that, and uh, we're finally back together to do an episode. It shows you how often we see each other. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a minute. It has been a minute, but we're here now. We're hoping to bring you guys an amazing episode. You can tell probably already that the chemistry's flowing so much more now that we're together. Yep, we've got the beakers and the vials out. It's chemistry time. Those Urban Meyer flasks, let's go. Urban Meyer? Yeah, pun on the Jags. Those Urban oh, Meyer Oh, I get it, I get it. I, I don't know why I was thinking of graduated cylinders. Yeah, you know. This bit is entirely for our friend Joe, who doesn't listen to us. Exactly. So, Joe, if you ever find this as an artifact someday, uh, yeah, this is for you. But anyway, it's um, it's a bit sweltering out here today. Um, yeah, that's one word for it. We had to turn the fan off because we're dedicated to our craft, and we didn't want you to hear the... We want the best audio quality possible. For you five listeners. Yeah, it'd be a great time to knock the mic off the table and just leave like, oh crap, oh no. The best audio. (laughs) Anyway, but we got a lot of exciting things to talk about. Um, Game one of the Stanley Cup is tonight with the Canadians and the Leafs. I mean, the Lightning. (laughs) Definitely not the Leafs. Uh, I was thinking of that glorious choke. Uh, yeah, game one on Monday night, the night we record this. So by the time you guys listen, two games will already be completed. But uh, as you could probably guess, if you are an even short-time listener of the show, Justin and I are both pretty excited about this Stanley Cup because, for all intents and purposes, our two teams are playing each other. Yeah, more or less. Um, until we get the crack, and Jared and I are kind of journeyman hockey fans, to say the least. Um, I've, I've kind of... Uh, hitched my hitched my ride with the Lightning just because of the Tampa Bay connection with the Buccaneers. I'm I'm also a casual Blackhawks fan, but uh, yeah, Jared's really falling in love with the Habs, and I think uh, is now the good time to talk about our bet. Uh, we do have a little bet going. A little bet. It's it's not it's that a pretty little, sizable honestly. bet. Um, but yeah, uh, as Justin said, I have fallen head over heels with the Habs during this this playoff run. Underdogs is an understatement for what these guys are. Uh, a group of bumbling, stumbling idiots that found themselves in the Stanley Cup. I, I love it so much. Uh, you, I told you, Justin, my plan here is for my first ever NHL jersey, which this will tie into our bet in a second, is uh, whoever the Kraken steal away from the Canadians here in about a month in the expansion draft, whoever they take from Montreal is going to be my first Kraken jersey. I've decided, you've kind of decided you're going to maybe do the same thing with the Lightning, right? Yeah. All right, so that sets the table for the bet we made uh, not even 24 hours ago. Uh, whoever wins the Stanley Cup 
whether it's Justin's team or my team, uh, the loser is going to have to purchase the winner their first ever Kraken jersey. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty high stakes because for those of you that don't know, like you have NA or you have NFL jerseys, which you know about a hundred dollars. Jerseys for hockey teams jump up a bit more into the hundred and. 50 60 70, 70 kind of range. range so there's a lot at stake here uh and you know on paper on paper this is a bet that favors justin because as you might imagine the habs are uh, again underdogs here uh so the defending stanley cup champs the lightning are going for round two here um and the and the habs are going for the first time since 93 so you got two teams that got there in very different ways. Uh, we've, we've talked a lot about lately on the show what Montreal had to do to get here and the hills they had to climb. But the the Lightning, you know, they had their own set of tests along the way. Yes, uh, it's there's been a lot of Game 7 games, as in i guess i mean yeah the islanders forced game seven in the eastern conference final but before that i think it was the series before that you guys had a pretty good series with the uh hurricanes yeah the hurricane series was pretty good um the panther series was good we've had really good series um i think it speaks volumes about the tenacity and kind of the well and honestly not even just the lightning but the if you look at montreal's road here too i think both of these teams have really had to overcome you know, especially in the Canadians' case, overcome odds. The Lightning have found ways to win because I think they, they want to be back in there. And so have the Canadians. And they both have kind of this, I guess I'd say like a fighting spirit. That they they want to make it to that play, or that championship and they want to, you know, leave it all out on the ice. Yeah, and to me, this series is you've got experience versus confidence right now. Uh, the Lightning are clearly the more experienced team. In fact, if you think about it, you guys have not lost a postseason series since the famous four nothing sweep choke to the. Uh, we don't talk about that. To the Blue Jackets. Sorry. Uh, and then the the Habs. Uh, you know when you beat your big rival Toronto, you sweep Winnipeg, and then you take down the Knights. Uh, you know you've got all the confidence in the world going into this. Going into this one, uh, games one and two, of course, are going to be in Tampa Bay. So I think it's going to be really important for the Habs to steal one on the road because you don't want to you don't want to fall behind 2-0 in the series to yeah. a team like Tampa. <clears throat> I think um, right now it's looking. Tampa has been kind of weak on the road. We've played really really well at home. We've been somewhat weak at on the road. So if, I think for the Canadians. To really kind of stay in this fight, they are going to need to win their home games. Yeah, and uh, what I was going to say, it's going to be kind of a something's got to give sort of deal in these first two games. Because like you said, Tampa Bay's been really good at home, but uh, Montreal's been really good on the road. I think they're 8-2 mm-hmm. in the in the postseason right now in road games. Also, don't let this thing go to overtime, because these are the overtime kids. Yeah, Montreal has been s- slapping... Slapping that puck. Yeah, I was I was trying to do a <laughs> play on the, the slap shot, and I couldn't figure it uh, out. So no, they have been though. They've won five overtime games in this postseason: two against the Knights, two against Toronto, I believe, and one against Winnipeg. Um, 
And yeah, and then you know, just as far as individuals go, from the little I've watched, Carey Price, the goaltender for Montreal, he's playing with amazing confidence right now. Um, I can't remember how many shots on goal the Knights had in Game Six of that last series, but Price only allowed two in, and uh, that's kind of been the story of how he's been playing. But you've got guys Suzuki. Uh, Anderson, I mean, really just all over the roster that are... That's the thing about the Canadians. It's someone different every time that's been the hero, and that's why they've been able to get here. You know, they aren't relying on one person to get it done. Um, So, I don't know. I think it's going to be a good series. Uh, Prediction time, though. Uh, I mean, I think probably you're going to pick Tampa Bay to win it, but how many games do you think it's going to go? I think... I think it's gonna go four two. So six gamer. Six games. I um I think the Canadians I think their strong point is their defense, their goaltending. But I think ultimately the lightning with their experience and I think their offense is just a bit better, all things considered. Mm-hmm. That they will be able to win games before that dreaded overtime comes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I could see that. Uh, of course, I'm going with the boys. I've got to stick with Cinderella. Yep. I'm going to say Habs in seven. I think it's going to go seven. Uh, to to make my prediction here a little more on the dot, though, I'm going to say that two games are going to go to overtime. Um, and I think that I think that we're going to see two road wins, one by each team oh, in yeah? this series. So. If we want to get into specifics, but uh, yeah, so we got a lot riding on this between Justin and I, and uh, the way we look at this too is like, this is the last Stanley Cup before the Kraken come into the league and start playing, and we're both going to be on Seattle side, of course, when Mm -hmm. that happens, so this is going to be our one and only Stanley Cup we're going to watch, it kind of add ends with each other here, um, rooting against each other, so... It'll be a it'll be a good way to send off our uh, temporary fandom before the Kraken. So yeah. I'm excited for this series to start. I can tell you are too. Um, it, it's going to be a great series. Uh, it's the Lightning. Like I've said multiple times, they're a fun team to watch, um, and the Canadians have been really really interesting right now. So one of the the best stories in sports at the moment. Uh, mm-hmm. Another great story in sports at the moment, uh, at least if you're a fan of aesthetics like we are here in the NFL, uh, the, the big old league has gotten rid of the one helmet rule. Yeah, so they're going to get rid of it starting in the 2022 season. So let's let's break that down. For our listeners that don't keep up on this, what is the one helmet rule? Or so what was the one the helmet? The one helmet rule, I think they brought it into the league in 2013, I want to say. And it was all under the idea of player safety, where they didn't, uh, as far as teams' uniform combinations go, they only allow NFL teams to wear one helmet in any combination because uh, the NFL thought that wearing wearing a helmet that's more broken in, that's more played in, is safer than wearing a brand new one that's stiff and um, what have you. At least the way I understood it, that so they they had this rule that you could only have one helmet, which uh, you know, obviously every team used their helmet, like their regular helmet with their regular logo and all that. But the uh, getting rid of this rule, which, like I said, will go into effect starting in 2022, uh, is big news if you're a fan of throwback jerseys, if you're a fan of alternate uniforms, because now teams are going to have two helmet options, 
and they will get to choose that second helmet, what they want it to be, and it's a lot of speculation that a lot of teams are going to revert back to their throwbacks. Um, and, and you might remember that uh, up until 2013 when this rule came into play, there were teams that used the throwback helmets every now and then for a game here or a game there, your Bucks being one of them, of yeah. course, the Creamsicles. Yeah, the Creamsicles. Uh, I remember, like, the Patriots playing um, in their throwbacks with the uh, the uh, the the patriot dude yeah he's got a name and i can't think of it something pat probably patriot pat maybe we'll call him that uh but yeah um yeah but this should be super cool um i really really hope there's some teams i would really like to see throwbacks the bucks are obviously one of them the creamsicles are crazy uh the seahawks the seahawks i love that old logo we've never used it even before the really uh, yeah we never brought back the retros the last time that they wore them was when they were the official uniform back in 2001 i think that was the last time they wore them um so i want it so badly and here's an idea i had you know how thursday night football does the color rush yeah and uh it's oftentimes gross and (laughs) it's real hit or miss uh i think what they need to do is make it throwback thursday where both teams clever you know wear their old uniforms and uh you know really throw it back as it were uh but thinking of teams outside of realm that i would like to see do this um we were kind of talking about it before we went on, looking at some decisions that teams have made in the past. I really hope Tennessee brings back the Oilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did it once, I know, for a preseason game against Buffalo years back. Um, I hope the Eagles bring back the uh, the green the uniforms, green, not the really old blue and no, not the not the blue, but yeah, but the green like ones. the white and green. Yeah, like the like 80s. if you've seen like the Invincible movie, those mm-hmm. uniforms. Uh, Steelers can stay away from the yellow helmet. I'll be honest, that's <laughs> not a good look. Uh, you know, in fact, Pittsburgh, while you're at it, stay away from the Bumblebee uniforms altogether. Ah, uh, the Bumblebees are charming. Ugh. I think you need to look up what charming means. <laughs> I I think they're gross, but... I would never wear one, but... Exactly, exactly. Uh, you know what's going to be interesting for, I just thought of, hmm. is Washington. Because they obviously aren't going to bring back the old... Uh, the old Redskins helmet. No. But they could bring back the old, old helmet that was just the arrowhead, the spear with the arrowhead. Hmm. You know, it's very similar to what Florida State's wear wears, but, you know, it's also how much do they want to get away from that. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to kind of stay with where they're at. They're a team that's still searching for a new identity, so I think they're going to, well, I say that, but Dan Schneider likes money. Yeah, you know. Um, but I think as long as they're looking for, you know, that identity for that new team name, for whatever, then I think they just need to lay low. Lay low. Yeah, that's, I kind of agree with you there. Um, I'm just kind of playing through the divisions and the teams in my head right now. You've got Dallas with their white ones, the white helmets. Oh, the Jags could go back to their non-fully painted helmets. Yeah, for only pennies oh, a day. Oh, yeah. For only pennies Yay. a day, you can help uh, finish painting the Jags helmets. Uh, uh, let's see, what else is there? I don't know, man. There's just like a lot of... Uh, the Cardinals could go back to the old... It doesn't look too different. Less menacing Cardinal. Yeah, than they have now. the non-angry Cardinal. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, it's exciting news. It's exciting news in the NFL for fans everywhere because I'm pretty sure like every fan base wants to see their team 
bring back the throwback or bring back an alternate jersey that they used to wear. Yeah. Um, there, There's a lot of cool ones out there. Um, I think we talked about most of the ones that we think are like our favorites, obviously. Um, the Chargers can do a lot, too. Uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Uh, it's it's it's. Exciting. They can throw it all the way back to St. Louis. Ooh, rub it in a little bit to the city of St. Louis. That hey, you don't have a football team anymore. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah. Uh, besides that, uh, you know, nothing crazy new going on in the world of the NFL. Not anything that I've heard of anyway. No one calling out Andy Reid. No, not this the, week. Uh, um. No, it's it's pretty slow right now for NFL. Um, Tom Brady was on the shop. Um, oh yeah, talk about that because you were talking about it last week. That you I did. To... I haven't had a chance to watch the episode yet. Um, I've seen some snippets, and Tom Brady one has really come around from old uh, New England Tom. Tampa Tom really just doesn't give a crap anymore. I don't think he's just kind of loving life. Drops a lot of F-bombs, so I can't go quote for quote on the show here. Um, but, um... He just, like, yeah. uh... There was a whole a whole part of it I watched where they he's talking about, like, man, it must be nice to be a basketball player. You guys don't have to run that far. It's always nice inside, like... The weather's the co- always good. Yeah, the weather's always good. You get comfortable shoes. Uh, speaking of basketball, we bring it up real quick. Uh, little story, speaking of aesthetics... Last night, Justin and I were together at a bar, and the uh, the Bucks Hawks game three happened to be on, and uh, there was one TV in the bar that had an off tint, uh, something was screwed up with the color in it, that was making the Bucks uniforms green, and I thought that was the correct TV because you know that's the color that yeah the Bucks are on. usually green yeah well no uh, much to my surprise the correct TV was actually the one that had them in their blue jerseys last night. And that that threw me for a loop, and I found out via a source that that is their uh, city edition jerseys this year, and I wholeheartedly disagree with that decision. Yeah, there have <laughs> been good city edition jerseys, and there have been bad. I not just because they're the Nets, but the Nets I think clearly won the city edition jerseys this year. Yeah. Um, they were clean. Yep, I agree. Uh. The same source I talked to last night had some negative things to say about Portland's Brown Oregon jerseys. Uh, we will not name names on the show, but you listened back a couple episodes. He was our guest. Since when don't we name names? <laughs> since, I don't know, since now. But anyway, not to sidetrack it, you were talking about Brady. You were talking about the uh, little digs he was taking. Yeah, and then there was a, a whole debate on, you know, who the best best athlete of all time was and they were comparing lebron and brady and it was a um a conversation but i look forward to actually getting a chance to watch all of it you know sometime when i'm not busy but yeah uh tampa tom is certainly letting loose one thing he did say on there as i'm sure many people saw already but he was asked about you know how much longer his career is going to go he said he is coming to the end of his career which I think everybody has known for a while, but I don't think it's really been said by Tom Brady before. Yeah. So that's kind of big news. 
Yeah, and then uh, he's also just getting ready for the big old golf match. Uh, in fact, I do believe this will be the last episode we air before the match happens. Mm. Uh, it's supposed to happen on July 6th on Tuesday next week. Uh, so I'm going to ask, of course you're going to pick your boy to win. Uh, I'll honestly probably pick Brady too. Brady and old Mickelson. But uh, it's going to be exciting to watch. There's going to be a lot of digs taken at each other. Between Brady and Rodgers, there kind of already has been. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited to watch that. I don't normally sit down and watch golf, but I'll sit down and watch this one. And not only because it's happening in our neck of the woods up in Montana, but uh, because I'm, I, I really like these two. And uh, yeah, I can stomach golf for a couple hours for that. I don't know I can. That's fair. You know, I might fall asleep, wake up when it's over. That's how you watch golf, right? Something like that. You fall asleep on hole one, wake up on hole 18. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, get, I think the only other big piece of sports news out there right now that we should probably talk about is the uh, the external substance. Mm. Um, Checks going on in the MLB and our first yeah. uh, victim of it. Yeah, so sh- shout out, call out, whatever you want to say about our Seattle Mariners. Uh, Hector Santiago is the first pitcher to actually be ejected from a game for these random substance checks the MLB has started doing. If you don't know, uh, basically right now MLB umpires at any point in the game, if they uh, want to, can stop a pitcher, go up to them, check their hat, check their glove, check them for a foreign substance Um and if need be, eject them. Up until Santiago got ejected on Sunday, what you just had was a bunch of, forgive my French, pissed off pitchers. Uh, when this happened, you had Max Scherzer with the Nationals threatening to pull his pants down for the ump who checked him four times in one game, basically saying, uh, I will show you literally everything. Um, but yeah, one of our Mariners was the first one actually caught with something or presumably caught allegedly with caught with something they're sending the glove to the mlb to have it checked um they say there's a possibility it could turn out to be something as simple as sweat that pulled up on his glove and if that's the case uh it's gonna be a bad look for umpires everywhere um and i hope that's the case i hope that we don't have a an astros situation a brewing in seattle yeah me too um it's at we were kind of visiting about this last night uh but baseball is really getting bogged down with extra and it's it's you know for an organization that wants to bring baseball back into kind of the forefront because as much as we here at the expansion buddies love baseball is definitely falling behind other sports you have football which i would argue is kind of king now basketball is probably right behind it. Yeah, and I, I think even in the recent years, hockey's starting to get a hockey, lot bigger. And I'm not going to say they're above it yet, but the MLS, soccer is growing in this country. Soccer is getting more of a fan base. I mm-hmm. don't think it's ahead of baseball yet, but it'll rapidly I don't think there. I don't think soccer's ahead of hockey yet either. No, no. I think it's I think it's still probably behind all of them. But if, if the MLB kind of... They keep doing things, and you keep having people that are sticking to quote-unquote traditions... That make the game not fun. Not fun, yeah. Baseball, at the end of the day, should be fun to watch, play, whatever. But with slowdowns and now these checks, I'm not saying pitchers should be cheating. 
Oh, yeah. No way is this an endorsement for using pine tar or whatever. But checking a pitcher four times in a game, just stopping the whole game, slowing it down, stopping any momentum like that well, is not okay. Here's the thing with the Scherzer situation in Washington. I mean, after the second check, they should have known he had nothing. Yeah. Right? And to stop a guy four times, I understand why he was mad. It throws off his rhythm. It throws off the rhythm of the game. Um, and pitchers really rely on that rhythm, um, yeah. that internal rhythm and, you know, their their cadence with the catcher and all of that. So I understand why he was mad. And then back to the, the bigger issue of, uh, of this whole thing. Uh, to me, it comes out very tone deaf by the MLB that they're doing this for a couple of reasons. First off, they have been, you know, huge advocates lately of speeding up the game as much as possible, you know. And doing stuff like this does the exact opposite. It slows it down. It makes it uh, brutal to watch for fans. And, it, yeah, so it comes off hypocritical that way. And then you think back to what the Astros did, which was way worse than any Pintar. Yeah. Um, and there was a slap on the wrist at best for that mm-hmm. organization. And now you're uh, kicking guys out of games, and you should be, uh, that have substances on their mitts or hands or whatever. But... Because I think Santiago got a 10-day suspension because of this. And these Astro players who cheated to win a title got no punishment uh, whatsoever. So it comes out very tone-deaf that way, too. And I don't know. If I'm if I'm the casual baseball fan, uh, it makes me less interested to watch the sport. And you were saying it last night. The uh, shot in the arm the MLB has needed and had lately is uh, the Padres with... Uh, Fernando Tatis. Uh, they're kind of the excitement in the sport right now. Yeah, that's they, they're they just a fun ball club. That is the antithesis of what I can say. I don't think I'm using that word right. It is No, probably not. Uh, they're the peak of, you know, a fun ball club to watch right now. And that's what all I'm going to go and say about them. If you want to watch some good baseball this year, watch the Padres. And if you can, watch them play the Dodgers, because those have been the best games. Yeah. Uh, we really deserve those two meeting up in the playoffs again. Yeah. But, I mean, as far as baseball goes this year, it in a lot of ways, like, baseball's not been all that enjoyable to watch this year, in a lot of ways. And it should be. For us, our Mariners are three games above five hundred as yeah. we speak. I mean, it should be exciting, and it's just... I don't know. Like part of it is, I it it takes a lot to sit down and commit to a three three plus hour baseball game every night. Yeah, I'm not saying I don't do it. I definitely do it sometimes. Uh, but I'll be honest, only with my team. I'm not going to tune into the Diamondbacks playing the Rockies. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but even if you do tune into other teams, like I know they're kind of the whipping boy right now. But like the Pirates, they're a joke of an organization. Um, I. Sorry, it's not the point I was going for. Um, but you know the Pirates—they're—they're they're playing bad baseball. They don't have things together, and they're not the only ones this year. No, like there's just bad baseball being played, and it's not fun to watch. No. And I mean, there's always going to be bad teams, but well, and any more you have, your your as far as hitting goes, guys are either jacking it out of the park, or it's a it's an out. Like, yeah. there's not a whole lot of small ball being played. Um, it's either home run or nothing, and that's not always, like, that doesn't make for the best games. Like, when you have good base running, when you have stealing, when you have, you know, the game within the game, that's what makes it fun. And uh, with the power you have anymore with batters, 
I mean, it's just not as fun anymore. Like, don't get me wrong. I love watching Fernando Tati send one 500 feet in the opposite direction out of the park. But, uh, you know, it it still misses something when you do that. So, I don't know. The future of baseball is very in limbo right now. It's It feels to me like they're at a very important crossroads here on what they do next. Um, and I don't think that this umps checking pitchers is uh, helping the cause. No. I don't think so either, but we could go on and on about this. At some point, we've talked about it before, we're going to do a unwritten baseball's rules episode and talk about and some that's of the... a whole nother, that's a whole nother can of worms, the unwritten rules Yeah, uh, that, you know, your old timers who have watched baseball since the days of Babe Ruth uh, hang on to so adamantly, and yeah, it, it makes it not fun either. But yeah, baseball's in a weird spot right now. Um, I just can't stop thinking about hockey, though. I'm just yeah. so excited for this uh, for this series. It'll be a good series. It'll yeah. be a good series. Um, but let's... Uh, I know we're only about halfway through our normal time. Uh, we're probably going to keep the episode a little bit shorter for you guys tonight, because I'm going to be honest, Justin and I are going to pack it up and go watch game one here as soon as we're done. Yeah. We got uh, we got a basically 150 bucks riding on this bad boy. Yeah. So we need to watch these games. Uh, but before we do that and wrap up this short episode, we need shout-outs and we need maybe call-outs if you have one. I don't think I have any call-outs this week, actually. Okay, what about a shout-out? Shout-out, Yes. I am actually going to shout out Mr. Tom Brady because um, some of the things I've seen from the shop have made me genuinely laugh. One of the biggest thing, the reason he's getting my shout out though is he, he was just so so candid about it, but he was talking about like if the other team's got a bad corner or something like that, he will compliment them in press interviews be like, oh man, it's so crazy how good he is. I can't believe anybody can complete balls over there. They're... They're just such a ball hawk. Things like that. Uh, when he knows he's going to be like, ah, I'm just going to be hitting my guy over there all day long. And he'll throw for 10 completions and 200 yards against that, yeah. that DB. Uh, well, what were you saying, too, that someone pointed out that... Uh, yeah, someone on the Buccaneers subreddit was like, wasn't that what he was saying about Tyron Matthew before the Super Bowl? And I'm like, ooh, I except I have nothing but respect for Tyron I Matthew. Love Tyron, the- I'm, the Honey Badger's a good player. I'm curious uh, what his stats were against specifically Matthew in the Super Bowl now, because I don't remember. Uh, if you remember that Super Bowl, Matthew and Brady were getting pretty chippy um, about some of the ref calls. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. Uh, I, you know, who knows? They um, they don't have any good blood between them, from what it sounds like. Yeah, uh, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, my shout-out this week is uh, going to the Milwaukee Bucks, actually. Uh, I was just thinking today about how how close they were to elimination against Brooklyn. And mm-hmm. How, quite frankly, uh, they maybe should have been eliminated. I mean, we've talked about it before. If, if KD is an inch back on that last shot, uh, they are eliminated. But here they are now up two games to one against the Hawks. Uh, two wins away from going to the NBA Finals for the first time since, I want to say, the 70s. And if that's incorrect, I will, I'm sure, be corrected by uh, my brother. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I will say this, Milwaukee. Stop wearing blue. It's it's not... Ugh. Yeah, it didn't look it doesn't good, look good on, on TV. It, it makes the TV look like it's wrong, as, uh, you know, <laughs> I can now say with uh, confidence. Don't wear blue anymore. It's, yeah. Bring back the Cream Cities. Where are those? Yeah, Cream Cities should be like 
a full-time rotation for you guys. That jersey is so good. Yeah, uh, but like you, sir, I don't have a call-out this week. Uh, I don't think so. I'm sure we'll think of one later. We are recording about two, one to two days earlier, depending on the week, earlier than we usually do. So we uh, have not got as much time to see stuff as we usually Yeah, and like I said, this episode is going to be a little shorter tonight. Uh, A, we're toasting alive here. Um, and... B, there's just not a whole lot to talk about at the moment, and C, we need to get we need to get going and watch this uh, game one of this, this hokey game, this uh, Stanley Cup. So uh, I think with that, let's wrap it up about a half hour early. Uh, thank you all for listening, for tuning in wherever you tune in from, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, can on a string, can on a string. This time, uh, wherever you listen, we appreciate you listening. Make sure to check us out. Uh, on Twitter at the expansion bu one. Keep your eyes open on Instagram. We're gonna get an Instagram going very soon too, yep. so we can uh, reach hopefully some more people that way. And uh, until next Thursday, I've been Jared. That's been Justin. And never forget, party like it's 1976.